0: No. What you know
1: about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes numb? You can call that mental. Free. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Three Guys from the South Side. My name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, with me, as always, Major John Rahm. Boys Bernardi himself, coming to you live from Champaign, Illinois. And folks, if you can see the video right now, my God, get the get, get the wet floor signs out. Get the mops, get everything.
0: Boys, what's going on, buddy? Nothing much. Uh, showing off my tan. Um, th- I was told we're not posting this on Instagram, so I'm not worried. <laughs> so for you five listeners out there, I look pretty damn good. But no, this is a good episode. We took a two-week hiatus. We're going to talk a little bit of Puck. We're going to to go across the pond and then we're going to go take about a 25 hour flight from uh, London all the way to California. That's wrong. It's probably like 20. But anyways, we'll be hitting those three topics with golf at the end. So this should be fun.
1: Can't wait for it. And Mr. I hardly know her himself. Uh, Dave, you look good. You got a little glow going on there. Dave McAvoy from Chicago, Illinois. How are we doing?
2: Good. Uh, Yeah, I've been Davey domestic flights lately. Uh, We're flying again to to Omaha. Uh, Got back from Kiowa. You know why they call it Osprey? I don't have to tell you. Um, But yeah, I mean, going to the College World Series this weekend, I don't know if we would have time for it. So I'm going to just plug my my bet for that. Just bet Vanderbilt. They've got Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. They're both going to be top 10 picks. And they strike out everybody. So just bet Vanderbilt in the College World Series. Uh, that's my that's my college uh, baseball hot tip that we'll sneak in at the beginning of the show here. But yeah, we've been Rock traveling her. all over. You got to get it in now. It's uh, the um, everyone's completely back. Uh, summer's here, so enjoy it while we can. I'm sure we'll have plenty of episodes, maybe two a week once football comes back when we're all feeling miserable. So
1: hey, hey, rocker, I hardly know her. Hey, there you Jesus. go,
2: perfect. Or lighter, I hardly know her.
1: What were those scores
2: at UCLA? You guys all shoot 150 at Kiowa, by the way? Oh, no. We got a shitload of help from the caddies. Oh, really? Gary? Oh, yeah. It's actually pretty wide open, too. There's just a lot of wind. So if you're good, it would affect you. But if you're really bad, you're like, oh, my, my drive's still in. I'm not so taking So the wind wasn't that
0: bad? The wind
2: was, was bad, but it's just it was a, pretty wide open.
1: It was a 25-mile-an-hour oh, okay. crosswind on just about every hole.
0: Yeah. Were they playing? Was the course the same as the PGA Championship? It was, it was
1: a little more trimmed oh, down, down in the rough. Yeah. But it that was, I sense. mean... The, the tee boxers are still there. The grandstands are still up for another, like they said, another week, week and a half. I
0: called that. I called that.
1: <laughs> they said it's going right to whistling straights. They're like, they have six weeks to take it down. But yeah, our caddies were great. Shout out Gary and Nick at, at the ocean course. Uh, Gary, I, he told me to hit every shot, no matter what distance with a damn six iron. That's the, the only guy, one you could hit. <laughs> the, the guy finally loosened up every got a makers in him on, on 15. So it worked out, worked out.
0: In Whistling Straits, that's for the wider, Ryder Cup, right?
1: Uh yes, yeah, that's correct. That's uh that's up in uh, Wisconsin. So, yep. all right, it's gonna be good, gonna be good. But hey, let's let's go across the pond. Let's start talking about uh, the Euro Cup here. Uh, I'm not two and two, and I've been catching a few games uh, midday in the background here at the office. But, uh, boys, talk us through what what's what's been going on. Who's who's the heavy favorite? How are things shaping up in the Euro Cup?
0: Well, um, OK, I will start off with this. I think um, I'll just start off with this. Italy's played two games. They played in Rome. People will say that. But they are a goddamn weapon. And I think the best thing that happened with them was they didn't qualify for the World Cup. So they kind of blew it up and they hired this guy, Roberto Mancini, he used to coach at Man City. He's a great guy, great coach. And it was kind of a seniority thing over there in Italy. Like their team was older, but now they're a lot younger. But they have a two, bet, two guys on the back line who are 36 and 35. And they're just kind of leading the way right now. They're 6-0. and They beat the shit out of Turkey. They beat the shit out of Switzerland. Those games should have been more than 3-0. Um, they're the favorite right now. I think um, I texted this to our group earlier. MLK, JFK, Avicii, and Turkey, they're all dead. Turkey's by far been the biggest disappointment. <laughs> I
2: know they played two games, but... Um, I thought maybe, man, I thought I, maybe I, you uh, meant that it was a government conspiracy to take them down. Oh,
0: no. you know what people in Turkey probably think it's a government conspiracy, but they basically had a home game against Wales today and Azerbaijan Baku and that stadium was pro Turkey and everything. And they still choked. But anyways, back to the reality of the situation, I, I would sell Spain. I don't think they have it all together. I think it still goes through England, France, Belgium, or Italy. Those are the four teams I think that are going to be there. Um, but it gets a little weird to knock out rounding stages, and I think we still have a couple good dark horses again. Wales made the semifinals in 2016, and they might have a path to do it again too, and it's always Welsh. little teams, and it's also cool. Shout out to a uh, country like North Macedonia. Only 2 million people, but they're in the tournament, so that's like basically the Chicago suburbs making a continental contest and being able to battle out with the big dogs. Just happy to be there, and they're playing their game. They know they're going to go away empty-handed, but Still a cool thing, Dave. What are you thinking so far with this? Um, with after one round, well, dude,
2: I I mean, I know I'm probably biased because we've got them in their our, our pool, but Wales looked good today. Don't sleep on Christian Bale. Uh, Italy, I mean, party like it's 2006. They look they looked all the part today. They won three and, and they had one waved off by VAR. Everyone's best. I know. I
0: actually bet them to win four nothing today at 29 to one, and I just missed because of that yeah. <laughs>
2: And, I, and with with anything in soccer, like I literally if you just text me during the day and you're like, oh, I'm hopping on this game, I'm going to bet it with you because I don't know enough about it. And we were giving some shit to Timo in our pool about it because he was like overanalyzing everything. It's still soccer and it's still a weird game. It's similar to like I would say almost like baseball where you don't really know what you're going to get when they come out.
0: Oh, yeah, I know, too. I, I got a couple plays that um, I want to talk about. Um, uh, but, yeah, we talked about Wales. We talked about Italy and then there's a couple games coming up still. So how this works for people who aren't listening, there's um, 24 teams or six different groups and it's round Robin for the group stage and 16 of the 24 teams make it. So even realistically you can advance with three points and make it to the knockout phase. So really the goal of the game is not just to be empty handed going to the third game. So if you have one point, after two games, you still have a shot at this. But if you're like Turkey, you played two games, your goal differential is negative five, you have zero points, you're done. You're basically already packing your bags. There's no need to go home. But um, we're going to talk about a couple games in these second rounds. And um, I'm trying to get my nil-nil detector back. And what that is, is betting game zero-zero. And I think there's two great opportunities on Friday to do this. And I'm going to explain why. My first game is Sweden and Slovakia. Sweden and Spain played 0-0. Sweden has absolutely no incentive, right? Well, Sweden has an incentive right now to um, to win the game. Slovakia doesn't. Slovakia already won. They had a nice little upset um, against Poland. They're gonna park the bus because if they get that fourth point, they're guaranteed to go to the knockout phase. They're probably gonna play a pack line the whole entire time. Sweden does not have Ibrahimovic. They're definitely not as skilled in the back line. I can see this game going 0-0. The odds of that are plus 650. I throw a little bit on that. And then another game, too, on Friday that I like is Croatia and Czech to be 0-0 at plus 750. Croatia is going to be going balls to the wall. They need to win this game. Czech Republic already has that three points. They have no incentive to win this game. They're just going to go for that draw and get the four points, and they're going to be able to go to the knockout phase. So basically what we're going to see now is these teams are going to start game planning without how many points they have and if they're going to have to go balls to the wall and go all out, or if they're gonna just pack the line and try and go out with that draw. And I really think Slovakia, I really think Slovakia and the Czech Republic are gonna do that on Friday. So I would bet a zero zero draw in both those games. And I think one of those might hit and he'll come away with a five hundred percent return.
1: So so I'm I'm dash four digits right now. I'm about to send a package. (laughs) It's not good in my neck of the woods, let me tell you that much. So you're telling me you're telling me if I bet one of these games, I'm get, I'm, I'm going to win one of them.
0: I think if you throw, I would throw fifty. But if you're already done four digits, why not throw fifty dollars on one of these games and bet under? I would. What I would do is I would bet under one. I would bet under one goal first half, and I would bet no goals on the game. I don't know if Lube would have that prop bet on there though. It's on points bet, um, and. Points bet, once again, you get a bunch of great bets. You can bet as whatever the hell you want. It's a lot of fun. And I think that's a good possibility with both these games. It's going to be zero zero because a lot more strategy goes into the second game for how these teams want to perform and get out to the knockout stage. <clears throat> that's my theory. All right. Yeah, so I, I, Friday, before you send, if you want to put a 50 on one of those, I think it's worth a shot, and I think it's a good chance.
1: I like it. I like it. I, I Hey, I'll probably dabble. I, 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 already, I already threw a little... A little uh carrier pigeon out there. I'm not going to be paying that till Project Accord clears in the old uh J.P. Morgan account here in a little bit. So um, Dave, well, you any couldn't of the final...
2: fucking play, You couldn't fucking pay it anyways. You gotta be kidding me throwing up half court heaves. Yeah,
1: Jesus. Yeah, that 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 abs. It's not uh, a fun that...
2: spot to be in, chasing like that.
1: No,
0: no. When yeah, it's you're... not. I don't even want to know how you got there. No, we landed was, it, in
2: South Carolina, and Merrick talks to me. He's like, that's a three-teamer. He's like, so if this hits, I'll be back to even. I'm like, how much do you put on? He's like, about $250. i am like, you need a $250 three-teamer to hit to get back to even?
1: <laughs> hey, it looked good on paper. No money and the, at it. It's like your 401k. It'll eventually be fine. Exactly, exactly. And and honestly, honestly, it all happened because of the avalanche. And I think that this is a fantastic transition. I had money on the avs. I had the over. In game six there uh Nathan McKinnon thanks for coming out and playing uh games two through two through six because you didn't do much um but credit to the the golden Knights who absolutely just shut down that first line uh was the out close. tough spot I don't know if you guys saw it uh Dave we were talking about it briefly that post game interview with McKinnon was absolutely brutal and and boys to to kind of get you up to speed. Basically, some reporter just gave him some like some roundabout question about hey, what do you guys think you need to do to win next year? You have this stacked lineup. And his answer was just flat out no. But like, how much disrespect from like a, a media person like that to ask a question when you just got knocked out of the playoffs? Yeah, he knows he was the favorite. Like, why even ask that dumb question?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, well, listen, I don't know a lot about hockey. I think we watched that first game together in Dallas, and Vegas thought they could outskate them, and they did, and they changed it up. And Colorado got outcoached the rest of the series. You could argue that Vegas could have won this series 4-1. to one. They kind of stole game 2 too. And I thought it was kind of funny that Colorado coach went into COVID protocols in game 6. So I think he already saw the writing on the wall that he's going to be getting let go, and they're going to be needing to bring someone else in. You know who probably would be really good with this team? And I can't believe I'm saying it. I think it's Quinville. Quinville gets the most out of talented teams, and this is the most talented team in the playoffs. I don't think Quinville will leave the warmest beach of
2: Miami, but man, this—he'd be a good hire, I think. Maybe they can get Tony Larusa too. Same type of guy. No, I just—I don't think—I don't think Quinville would leave Florida. That's the only thing. I, I agree. Like I don't there's think there's no way.
1: Either. There's there's way hey there's way too many pony tracks where he's at for him to for him to leave South Florida like that. He's- by
2: the, by the way, I'm pretty sure with uh with the ABS getting knocked out, all of our uh, pre playoff picks are out of the gone. running. We had, gone. we had Toronto, Colorado, uh, Boston, and Edmonton, Boston, Carolina. Carolina,
1: Carolina, gone They're all gone gone.
2: Well, hey, we do we do
1: have a couple good series left. that are actually already underway. We got game two tonight, Montreal Vegas. I, I tweeted out there. I like the Habs and six here. I think they're going to come back win game two, at least win one back at home, uh, they get Petrie back maybe tonight, but he's also playing with a, with a, a, uh, a cast on his hand. So who knows if he's going to be a hundred percent, but I like them to win game two tonight. I, I know our listeners won't be able to take advantage of that W, but, uh, Definitely be on the lookout for some more picks in that series. Dave, final thoughts on that Montreal-Vegas series?
2: I, I, don't see, out that. I don't see what you see in Montreal. I know it's easy because Vegas has been unbelievable lately and they've been, been rolling, but Montreal pretty much needs Carey Price to steal the series for him, similar to last series or, or how he was before. Uh, Vegas is just too damn good. That building is, absolutely, is rocking every night now. And I don't think Montreal even has more than 5,000 fans yet. So I just don't see it, see it happening for for the Habs. But if you like them, roll on them.
0: No, I, I agree. I think that first game, like talking about getting shell-shocked, it's like the best way I can think about Montreal going to that stadium is like the first time you're going out to a bar post-COVID and you go up and you walk up to a hot girl and you're like, hey, what are you drinking a Bud Light? and she has, like, a vodka Red Bull in her hand. Like, Vegas just got absolutely – shell. Montreal got absolutely shell-shocked. They had no idea what the hell they were doing. I'm with Merrick on game two. Price is going to steal a game. I think it's going to be this one. He gave up four, but he still played out of his mind, and I think he's due for a shutout or he's going to give up one goal and Montreal will steal one. I don't know if they're going to win the series, but um, I do hope it goes longer than four or five games. They the need
1: other- – <clears throat> they need Josh Anderson to get to get fired up. He played a great game one. If you watch him, took took a lot of pucks harder than that. Won a bunch of battles in the corner. The guy since he scored one goal all playoffs, and it actually came in game one. Uh, he's due. He's absolutely due. I I I think I think the Habs definitely take game two, uh, and and they're 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 bound to win one at home. So it's it's definitely going north of five games. I think Habs and six.
2: The other the other thing too is Montreal came out hot out of the gate last game. They did, out, they did. They did come out like that again. I think, or else, and it, it could be a different game if Montreal goes up one nothing. But Flurry stood on his head. But that's the whole problem with Vegas is they're just good everywhere. They don't yeah, have any. Yeah. They have a couple guys that like that are a, a casual fan would know, but they don't really have anybody that you would say is a superstar. They're just good top to bottom.
1: They are. They're solid. And then you also got a, a now tied series. I think this series is probably going to go seven in my mind. Um, Tampa Bay, New York Islanders uh, going to the Coliseum for game three tomorrow night. Um, general thoughts on how this one's played out so far and and, and what are we thinking on, on, on how this is going to end?
0: Um, I I think New York's going to win the next two games. and I, I think we're talking about the environment we're going into. Tampa Bay's been really good on the road in the playoffs, but Let's be honest here. It's got to be nice playing the Florida Panthers in Carolina on the road. I know Carolina was a full house, but it's a little div- it's a different breed up in Long Island. Those guys are nuts. That place is going to be rocking. Those are true diehard hockey fans who haven't had a good team in like 30 years. And this team plays hard. Barry Trotch is a great coach. Um Cooper is two on Tampa Bay, but I I think the Islanders are kind of a team of destiny and I kind of like it, just for the pure fact that Frankie Barelli's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> see him go crazy as long as possible.
1: We got to try and get him on for uh, for next week's episode. Yeah, we okay. get him on.
2: tweet at him from the Twitter account. I'm sure he'll he'll pick it up quick. Yeah, oh,
0: we'll see. Dave, hey, what Stu, you
2: him or Stu, Stu Finer should be pretty easy to get, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll um, probably have to
0: pay Stu a couple of grand.
2: Here, here's my issue with this series. I have been hammering both the lightning and the Islanders leading up to this series. Like in the last series, I was on the Islanders pretty much every game against Boston and I was crushing the lightning against Carolina too. So yeah, now you're I take it all with other, Tampa. I know. And I love Tampa. So like, if I'm betting, I'm going to bet Tampa. I don't just, cause I think that they're the better team, but man, like it's tough when two teams that you've been riding just end up facing each other because I don't know how to feel. I haven't bet on either of these games yet. Cause I thought the line was a little bit too, the price was a little bit too steep on Tampa. Um, but they've been yeah. They've I been been a, they've been a money too.
0: Major. I thought it was good value. They could steal. They still steal when They did. I yeah. think
1: if you're going to bet anything in this series, you got to bet the under, right? You've got solid goaltending on both sides and defense. Adam Pellick has played great all playoffs. Ryan Pulak the same way uh, for for the uh, Islanders, and, and not to mention you got what uh, Mc, McDonough, Hedman uh, on the back end too there for for Tampa. Yeah. I, I mean, they're both, both teams are loaded on the front six. I think uh, it's going to be really funny to see if, if Tampa makes, makes the finals, everyone's going to be talking about that 17 and a half million dollars are over the salary cap, which is ridiculous nonetheless. But, um, I like, I like unders in, in a couple of these games, but yeah, I can't wait to see the Coliseum tomorrow night. Place is going to be rocking and hopefully Baralis has a little bit of a live stream that, uh, uh, gonna be gonna be showing him and Stu going absolutely banana lands
2: we uh oh, I we forgot. It, go ahead. Go, Dave, go ahead. We said it going into the playoffs that like having the fans back would make a huge difference. And it's been night and day. We're gonna be talking about how cool it is to have fans back until well into next year, I think. Yeah, no, know it's
0: weird too, because the year the Euro, those stadiums are still like thirty to fifty percent half full, and then there's fucking Hungary who basically has a Donald Trump as president, the full house <laughs> against Portugal with sixty thousand fans, and that was kind of cool.
2: You forget um, how much adds to it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I I do want to go back to Montreal and Las Vegas. And I I think one thing why I like Montreal about this, and I think what they did is, even though they were getting their ass kicked down 4-1, they pulled their goalie. I think they knew the game was out of reach, even with like four minutes left. But I think they were just trying to get a goal or try and get some offensive flow going to be able to carry it over into the next game. It didn't go well, but they had a lot of opportunities. So I think that might be some positive just like reinforcement and energy that they can do to um, carry over. I did think it was kind of funny that people were freaking out who had the under on Twitter thinking that it was rigged or something, but I just think Montreal was trying to get a goal going to bring some good juju for the next game.
1: I love it. I love it. Montreal in six, Lightning in seven.
2: They're going to go back to top. I'd be very happy with that because that gives me a really good shot to win our pool.
0: Yeah, no, I obviously need New York and I need Vegas to falter, but Kubiak has a pretty good control on this right now. All right, let's go to the PGA. Um, John Rahm's time to shine, maybe, but let's just do a quick recap of Tory Pines. Last time this tournament was here was 2008. Tiger Woods, and if you want to hear some crazy odds back then, Tiger was only two to one to win the U.S. Open in 2008. John Rahm is a favorite right now at ten to one, so that just gives you an idea of how fucking good Tiger Woods was back in the day in his prime. But um, how about I, it
2: though? This with that, like people aren't two to one now until it's like going into Saturday or Sunday.
0: Yeah. Like you want to put things in perspective. Phil Mickelson was six to one to win the PGA championship and he had the lead going in on a uh, Sunday. But anyways, back to Tory Pines is A brief interview. This is a long ass course. It's a par 71. Um, it's 7,652 yards. It's longer than Kiowa. Um, and like any U.S. Open, this course has absolutely zero trees, so you can hit the piss out of the ball without really any repercussion. But um, I'll go last. Everyone, knows what? I'm going to be on John Ryan. What do you wait. guys? What do you guys think well, about? Wait, this wait,
1: you can't just hit the piss out of the ball. Have you looked at the rough? they've they've been letting that grass grow for like four or five weeks now. Like oh. it's you drop a ball in there. Like if you if you're in the rough, you're you're gone. You're no, not I agree. gone. I mean, you could be like me after 18 holes and donating 12 golf balls. Like it's, 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 it's it's that thick where, where they're probably going to get lost. Let's not forget that Phil is going after the career grand slam, right?
2: God, I'd fade the fuck out of Phil this I week. have, yeah, I have no faith in Phil whatsoever. Zero, I, saw, I saw, earlier. I saw, uh, I, if you can bet him to miss the cut, it, like you still have to lay a shitload of money because I just don't see it happening. No one does, babe, it's plus one twenty. No one sees it happening though. So like, if it it could be the long shot of the century here.
0: No, yeah, I heard Vegas books. That's their biggest liability. So it's all those fuckers that like fucking sell insurance and work. Le- Jeez, like, the,
2: like the guy who bet Tiger Woods to win the Grand Slam as soon as he won the Masters a couple of years ago? Yeah,
0: <laughs> back job. But no, Merrick, I'm going to put a different contrarian view on this. Like These fairways are so narrow that I don't think a lot of people are going to be hitting them. And if you're like the Shambo, you're going to hit the ball 350 yards anyways on a fucking par 4, 460. It's easier to hit the ball and get to the green 110 yards than you're a guy like Morikawa or Speed who maxed out at 290 and still have 170 to go to get to the green in the rough. So, like, that's what Shambo did at Wingfoot. He hit the piss out of the ball, didn't care where it landed, and he's strong enough to get the ball out of the rough. And that's why I think a lot of people like him again. I think I would, I would go bet anybody who can hit the piss out of the ball because I just don't think guys like Molinari, RIP, I love you, Molinari, you're, you'll figure it out eventually, but you're a mess right now. Tiger Woods broke you. But I just think guys like Morikawa, Spieth, I just don't see it winning a US Open if it's gonna be at a course in a design like this.
1: No, I I I do kind of I, I do agree with you. And you know, I I'm gonna go ahead and just give you guys my three picks. Um Dave, you're gonna love one of them. Uh Tony Finau. Uh I'm in on Final too. And
0: Guaranteed time, baby. You win your money back.
1: Hey, keep in mind, too, that that all the play, most of the players on tour play this course at least once a year with the Farmers Insurance Open. So earlier this year, Finau, uh tied for second, uh, uh, lost by four strokes to, to Patrick Reed there. I like Tony Finau, just, again, knowing his history at this course. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen's another one. He's a great Lynx player. Um, anytime he plays a Lynx course, he's typically... Uh, hovering in that top ten range. I do like him. But my absolute if I had to put money on one golfer, which again I'm considering given my current my current status uh with my guy, uh Victor Hovland. So Huge. Victor Hovland, 25 to 1. Uh he tied for third in two of his last four tournaments. Um I know he didn't play great at Kiwa, but um, uh, again, he, he played good at that, that world golf championship, uh, a couple of tournaments back and he also tied for second at the farmers open, uh, earlier this year on the same very course. So if I like anybody, I like Victor Hovland coming into the weekend and I think he's going to put up, uh, some pretty consistent numbers. Uh, very young kid, uh, great, great golfer, uh, very, very good with the putter.
0: Yeah, no, Merrick, I'm, I'm with you on Fino. I threw a little coin on him too. Um, he always battles, he's always on the top line, battling it out on Sunday. He always makes it interesting. He's got the yips, I think, come Sundays. I th- I think Hovlin's talented. He just can't put four straight days together, um, in my opinion. But I think it's a good move going back to people who have had success on this course because I just think it's a big mental thing. And um, if you look at Rom, Rom won in that course in Memorial Dublin, Ohio last year before he got COVID. He fucking was 18 under par and the next closest person was 12. And he was six strokes going in the next day. Like, I think that's a big mental thing for people who have had success on a course before because they can visualize it and see how they're doing, even though this course is going to be more difficult.
1: Rom um, also won the Farmers in 2017.
0: Yeah, so 2017. Won- that's what I'm saying. So he's played on this course and had success and will carry over, I think, for him this year. Dave, what are your thoughts? You got any um, plays you like?
2: Well, I you guys already mentioned all three guys that I had written down. I bet Tony Fino every single time because I don't want to miss out on the time he actually wins. <laughs> and then I'm going I'm going full on villain mode for this one. I'm going with uh Bryson and I'm going with Patrick Reed. You mentioned that Patrick Reed won early, here earlier this year. Oh, so come I'm on. I'm gonna hop on him. Everyone else hates him. I'll win whenever it's like betting the don't, but I'll go with it.
0: No, I think listen, I think this the Shambo and Kepka thing is taking a life of its own, especially after that agent made that fake story about them pairing him together, like conspiracy blaze coming back for this shit. So I'll just give you my full take. So I think the PGA leaked this bullshit rumor so they can fucking pair people like Jordan Spieth with Zala Taurus and Scheffler, all three guys from Dallas. And then John Rahm gets fucked again and is paired with Patrick Reed and back to back majors. And you've heard guys like Spieth and Rory say being paired with Patrick Reed is the worst because he gets chirped. Every hole and every shot. So that's my conspiracy right there. I think the Kepkin-DeChambeau thing is getting blown way out of proportion. Both those guys are going to play like crap this week. So, I But I understand why people like shamble though, because he dominated a course like this on the East Coast last year.
2: I told you like three or four weeks ago that I thought that the whole Bryson versus Brooks thing is a setup. And you called me a conspiracy theory guy.
0: No, you're right. I'm, cons- I'm going full conspiracy. They fucking...
2: I th- like they, in like, in like a couple weeks or like in like November, it'll be like Bryson versus Brooks out in Arizona. And like, you have to pay a pay-per-view shit for it. That's what's going to be. You know,
0: I'm not fucking paying
1: for it. No, that. dude. And, and by the way, that Floyd Mayweather thing, sorry to get off the golf train. We can get back on it. But speaking of pay-per-view robbing everybody of their money. You bought it? F- no, I didn't buy it, you fucking clown. No, who would buy that shit?
2: I don't know. Mike Merrick might buy it.
1: Uh, no, 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 uh, uh, no, absolutely not. I I think I bought one fight in my entire life and it was the Pacquiao Mayweather fight.
0: A that was your investment, back. but no, I I think that the Shambo and Kepka thing is just absolutely brutal right now. And that's taking a lot of oxygen out of the whole tournament. And I don't think the PGA and traditional journalists like that. And I think it's going to wear on Kepka and DeChambeau this week, this weekend. So I don't, I don't think any of those guys are going to be contenders. Um, I'm gonna throw 500 on Rom at ten to one this week. I just think that's the point. Come on, um, he got out of COVID. He was asymptomatic. He's been there since Monday practicing. He's been on this course. I think this COVID thing was good for him, like a big emotional, mental learning experience. I think in the PGA, he was right there. He freaking went for it in a double bogeyed, and mentally he was out of it on Friday, and that cost him. I don't think that's going to happen on this course. It's a much more difficult course. Rom can hit the piss out of the ball. He found his putter. I honestly don't even think this is going to be close. Rom's going to be up by like four strokes on Sunday, come Sunday on um, tee time, and it's going to be over. So I can't bet this and I wouldn't do it because it's impossible, but John Rom, wire to wire means he weeds at the end of day on Thursday and wins on Sunday. That's 90 to one odds. I'd throw a little coin on that if I could find that somewhere, but. I'm just gonna go ten to one, throw five hundred on ram, and I'm gonna walk away with uh, five grand Sunday in Michigan when I'm mountain biking.
1: Love it, love it. Hey, um, what was that? What was that thing you were tweeting about earlier about the 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 putting cards,
0: the 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 yardage cards. Okay, so this is a thing too that I'm a big fan of. That they got rid of it. I'm happy the players like it too. So guys like the Shambo who think they're freaking rocket scientists and make the game of golf, which is already hard, harder than it is, have a book. It's a greens book. So it tells you where your ball's at, how the green reads, the angle, the slope, how you're supposed to putt. They're going to get rid of it, and I think it's going to speed the game up. And it's also going to be, and it's also going to make good putters even better because they're going to have a good putters have good muscle memory. Um. Good eyes are going to be able to visualize it, and guys like this Shambo, who are some of the slowest players on the tour, they're going to suffer from this. Unless they're like, unless it's like a six-foot shot, I don't know what the is going to do. Like he's going to be lying on all fours trying to get a read, and I think it's a good thing they got rid of it. It's bad for the but it's going to speed the game up in the long term, so it's good for the game.
1: I think it's good for the game too. I think it's really good for the game. Now are they getting rid of the full yardage book including like from the fairways or is it just No, no, the not the
0: yardage book, just the greens. Okay.
1: That's what I the thought. Yardage
0: book just in case someone bombs a ball all the way into uh, like left field so they have yeah. them, a mark yeah. to know where it's at. But yeah. they'll keep those no, but no, awesome. I think it's good they got rid of the green.
2: I isn't agree. the Isn't the Masters books. always like that?
0: Um I think You're right. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. But that's a course that everyone plays every year, so they're kind of used to it. But, no, this will be good in the long term, I think.
1: That's true. That's true. All right, well, hey, any, any other closing thoughts on the U.S. Open? I'm excited to dial it up uh, midday at work tomorrow. Uh, get get it going. Watch Rahm, uh Patrick Reed, Tony Finau, Victor Hovland, and I don't even want to say his name because, uh, Dave, I'm going to pretend you didn't bet Bryson. So. No, it's, um, what's great about this too,
0: it's on the West Coast. So the earliest tee time is 8.30 our time. So that means Sunday night. Um, and it's always on Father's Day weekend, which is kind of cool if your dad likes to golf. But um, the golf course, the game might not be done till 7 or 8 o'clock um, in the Midwest. So that's kind of cool for a nice Sunday night to sit back and relax.
2: Oh, dude, that's a good call. I remember when they had it up in Chambers Bay, it was the same way. It was, wasn't over until like 8, 8.30, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, no. So uh, last thing is, Dave gonna miss his flight to Omaha this week?
2: I was just gonna say that. <laughs> oh my Absolutely God, what's the Vegas odds on that? Who's Vegas missed a flight. Come- Who's missed a flight more recently, Mike, me, or you? You, me. Oh, oh, Mike. It. Let's hear this. Uh, Mike missed a flight. What from uh, Minnesota?
1: No, no. I I missed a flight after Juicy's wedding out of South Carolina. Oh, I got I've stuck, heard this story. Got well, it must stuck have it in mustn't Savannah.
2: mustn't have been, it must've, it must've been bad timing or anything though.
1: No, terrible. That's just that just when, uh that's just when the ERCOT power grid went down and, and uh, six inches of Dallas snow. Speaking of, they're telling everybody now? here, get, get this shit. ERCOT is telling everybody in the state of Texas to, when, when you are not home, to set your thermostat to 82 degrees. 82 degrees. I'd fucking melt. Except we did the logical thing. We put all the shades down and we kept that bitch on 68 the entire day. That's what we got to do.
0: Jesus, that's brutal. brutal. Oh
1: yeah, hey, they're talking about rolling blackouts. I haven't had one of those in four days. But, oh boys, let's wrap things up. Bring us over to uh, South Bend, Indiana. What's the weather looking like for this weekend? You're going to be up in Michigan on the mountain bike. Davey's going to be be in Omaha with uh, with senior getting absolutely torn up, drinking drinking some Colorado, Colorado lights. What's South Bend going to be like?
0: Almost forgot about this because we had an action-packed episode, so thanks, Mikey. Um, Saturday in South Bend is absolutely gorgeous, especially if you have a pool. High at 85 degrees, low at 64, and wind is only three miles an hour. So um, everyone will be safe. All OSHA protocols will be followed through.
1: Love it. Love it. Well, hey, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in uh, to another great episode. We'll catch everybody next week. If you didn't catch it earlier, we got a lot of great picks for the U.S. Open, some great picks in the NHL, not to mention boys with a couple sleepers in the Euro Cup. So, uh, boys, any last things before we wrap up here?
0: Nope, that's about it. We'll be back next week, hopefully
2: talking about Rams' victory and uh, one of those goalless draws that hit home for us. Be careful with your first-inning unders uh, in the MLB because they they stopped being able to fuck with the ball. <laughs> Good points. Hey, great, great, great <laughs> points that. all around. It's, it's heavy so, conspiracy theory there, but I'm dead serious. I'm not betting them for a while.
0: Oh, you know what I might just do with college baseball? I just might bet the over-every game besides the Vanderbilt one.
2: I don't know what they're going to have out there.
0: Yeah, no. So yeah, I was actually just curious looking at this, that Arkansas and NC State game, Arkansas, bigger choke city than Brad Underwood, but yeah,
2: they really blew it over
0: under was 14 and a half that game. And the final score was three to two. Yeah. So you almost might just want to blind bet unders and just, oh, they don't have it.
2: it they do usually don't score a shitload of runs in the college world series either. Cause it's usually a bigger stadium. Uh, and since they've dead in the bats, it it's a weird combination. They move the walls around a bunch, like throughout the years too. Uh, but overall, it usually goes trends under.
0: Yeah, unless I'm up a bunch of money, I'm not going to be betting college baseball. By the way,
2: you got your liquidity tied up in John Rom future. It is.
0: It's tied up. I'm still living off that big payout I got in April, and I'm pissing it all away on this guy.
2: It's the summer of 2021. I'm, no, I'm, okay, I'm at the let point no. I'm at the point of no return
0: now. I'm at the point of no return now that I'd rather him not win and bet it every time than not bet and him win it.
2: It's massive FOMO. I'm with you on that. I can't uh, you can't miss at it at the point of no begins. return. It's like you're and, Tony oh, Finagle. This bet. is
0: this is funny too. Like this just I almost wanted to leave points bet and go somewhere else after this. So, um I did my $1000 bet on John Rom and points bet because of that gave me a free $25 bet because of that. I felt like an absolute prostitute just getting absolutely fucked in the ass and then just them throwing $25 at me while I lay on the floor broken and be beaten down. Just like, tank the it. They even give me $25 after something like that. I want nothing. Yeah, they want yeah, you to like put it on the, a 10-teamer. Like, yeah, not till college football season.
2: It's like going up to the window and putting 500 bucks on a game and then being like, oh, here, take a drink ticket.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I basically felt like. But, no, hopefully we win this week.
1: We will. We will. Thanks again, listeners, for tuning in. We'll catch everybody next week. Good luck and happy gambling.
0: Adios.